I'm Crystal Grafton Combs, and you are listening to Coffee Talk with Crystal. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you have joined us before, welcome back. This podcast is my own personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Each week, I will answer a question asked by one of our members, and sometimes, like today, I will host friends and sisters to do the same. On this episode of our unscripted edition of Coffee Talk, I am having a conversation with a new friend, Megan Routabush, founder of Keep With, a company designed to teach networking. Megan is a graduate of Bryn Mawr College in Pennsylvania and has dedicated her professional life to creating connections. Megan, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. So this is a fun conversation, particularly for the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our extended family of Panhellenic sisters and friends because we are designed for the purpose of creating connections, not only in college, but for a lifetime. So what I will ask you is what brought you to this field? Give us a little bit of history. So Crystal, there are two answers to this question. There's the short answer and then the more detailed answer. The short answer is that in about 2017, I was being asked to speak and write a lot about networking. So I was known for building strong relationships. I'm very careful and methodical about that. And I just noticed this trend of people saying, hey, could you speak here? Could you write an article here all about networking? And I thought, I think this might be a company. Um, I had a day job. Uh, I was just starting my first chief compliance officer position. I had spent my professional career in the investment management industry focused on compliance, not necessarily known for building relationships. <laughs> that's quite the dichotomy, right? <laughs> um, so that's the short answer. And so I, I took on that role and I started our company in January 2017, still having a full-time job and managing Keep With at all other times. Um, the real answer, when I think about it, started when I grew up in New York City. And as a kid, I was in the Children's Express News Service. So from the time I was eight until I was 18, I was a kid reporter and a kid editor, interviewing politicians, covering political conventions, going to Bosnia when I was 15, interviewing kids for UNICEF, crazy experiences. Wow. And what that taught me was the importance of asking open-ended questions, because you never know what you're gonna learn and the importance of establishing a global worldview or caring about the world around you. So practically speaking, people said that I did this well and were asking me to do it a lot, and I identified that there was a need for a company. But when I really go back to the roots, I think it was those kid reporter days and learning how to ask questions, because asking questions is so important in establishing rapport and building your network and, and forming relationships at last. So let me ask you this question, because in this day and age, we talk about networking and we immediately go to social media. Yep. Social media is networking. And while social media certainly has its place in this world, mm -hmm. um, whether you love it or hate it, and some <laughs> of us love it and some of us hate it, um, tell me what sets the networking part of what you do apart from the average, let me introduce you to my friend, or let me connect you on social media platforms. Because it is different. I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to you before, of course, and to go through your website, and, and it is, networking is so much more. So that's a great question. I feel like I have four or five different answers. And but, you can answer them, yeah. Um, you know, technology is a tool. 
And even within, that's a very broad statement, right? But even within technology, you have social media, you have these gadgets that exist at conferences now, where if we're both wearing this gadget and we've filled out certain criteria, it will beep if we should be talking to each other. There are lots of tools out there. Um, there are apps. You can use a client management system if you're trying to manage all of your contacts. There are lots of tools out there. At KeepWith, we don't say that a certain tool is better or worse. We just want people using tools to build relationships. Um, but networking is so much more than that. It is building rapport. It is having a strategy. It is doing it on purpose and being authentic. And so for us, those tools that you've mentioned are just that. We know too, just very, uh, to be blunt, that technology is a barrier to building rapport. If you're standing on an elevator with a silver box in your face, you're not going to ask somebody how their day is. You are absolutely correct. So pros and cons to <laughs> Just everything. Just personal experience <laughs> proves that to be true. But that said, you know, um, we auditioned for Shark Tank because Rissa, who introduced us, yes. liked on LinkedIn that Shark Tank was doing a casting call. Right? That's amazing. So just to think about the opportunities that it has created. But the short, you know, in some um, technology offers tools, but we have to really be careful that it not create barriers between us and other people. So I agree with that. And one of the, the fascinating things, you have um, several areas that you have identified that have a significant impact in our lives. Um, a couple of them really stood out, you know, immediately when we talk about building relationships, whether it is personal, social, in business, in any field, um, we immediately think about entrepreneurship and, and empowerment, which are big words um, and they're wonderful ones, but you tapped on a couple of different things that I think are interesting connections I would like for you to share a little more about. Sure. One of them is wellness. And the other one is friendship, both of which are primary um, focus areas for women um, in Greek letter organizations, particularly in AOPI. So if you would share a little bit about the connection between networking and wellness, and then we'll move into friendship. Perfect. Um, so the connection, networking as overall is our content vehicle at Keep With. So when we want to show the connection between networking and an important topic, we'll typically write an article for, for networking as. And um, networking as wellness came about uh, because last January we were putting out our first networking as article and everyone thinks about wellness in January. Yes. And I discovered that there's a whole body of existing research. I know that having a strong network makes me feel good. And I know personally that if I need to call somebody on a Friday night at 10 o'clock because something good or bad happened, that I have that network and I know who to call. And that makes me feel good. Uh, wellness is personally important to me as in, in addition. Um, so this body of research exists. And then we thought, well, the keep with take on that is the same way that we need to be eating healthy and we need to be getting sleep and we need to be staying hydrated and doing all of the things that we all know that we are supposed to do to stay well. You have to build and maintain your relationships with that sense of regularity. So for example, we always tell clients to put a specific recurring meeting invite on their calendars for deliberate networking time each week. That is your time set aside for building relationships. We're all so busy. If it's 20 minutes, 15 minutes, if it's 15 minutes of thank you note writing, if it's 15 minutes of thinking what you can do for others. So we started in January just making this connection between networking as wellness, networking and wellness, I should say. We did two in real life events 
So we did one at the Bar Method and one at Pilates and Coffee, a Pilates studio in Chicago that has a coffee shop, so they clearly get networking as well. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and I thought that by January, February, that was just our thing. But the idea has gained traction, and everyone really enjoys it. Um, some benefits are when we do these events, I do a networking lesson. We all do a workout together. And then everyone mingles afterwards in workout clothes, eating healthy snacks. No one's in a suit. No one has an alcoholic beverage in their hand. <laughs> Maybe they, they could. <laughs> Which they may could. Or not be necessary. Right, right, right depending on wellness. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> but I, what, I, what I mean by that, it would be kind of funny if we all went out for drinks after. But um, <laughs> the point is, I, I meant to say that a lot of people envision networking as being in a ballroom with a suit on, with a drink in your hand. And so this kind of turns that on its head. And for people who might be introverts, who don't feel comfortable in that big space, um, or haven't really thought about, hey, maybe I could talk to the person on the yoga mat next to me, or maybe I could find that common interest with a colleague and we can both go tap into our wellness. So networking is wellness is an area you're going to see a lot more from us. We ended up doing two more events. We are now exploring a strategic partnership with an athletic wear company. Nice. Um, and are continuing in 2020. We are just going to, networking as wellness specifically is just one thing that Keep With does, but it's an area that's going to continue to grow and lead to some of our growth as a company. Well, and I have to tell you, something that you said strikes me very um, close to home because given how I serve for our organization, I am on conference calls of any sort every day of the week, of course, and during research and other places, but I actually schedule in time and on my calendar, it will say Crystal's friend call. And we, we factor in these times to make sure that we have these designated, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, we will send out a group message and say, okay, we need friend time. Where is that? And it gets on my calendar. And my that. husband used to laugh at me. He's like, what is this? And I said, that is my friend time. Like That is, that is my personal sit out on the back patio by the pool and none of my boys can come outside time. Yes. And, and it's interesting because it never, in my mind, I didn't connect that to wellness. And yet being with those people, whether it's in person or on a call, helps create that wellness for me, that that mental, emotional friend check. And I don't know that we do that as intentionally as we should, particularly as women, whether we are collegiate women or alumni women managing children or careers or classes. I don't know that we necessarily focus on taking that time and then realizing where that should be in our priority list. I, I love the idea, first of all, um, and I will probably use you as an example. You may. Yeah, I love um, my free calls. I, that's, I mean, it's, it is so important. We, you know, as somebody who's such a busy leader, that if it, if you don't, time is, it, we have a limit. Yes. How much time we have, just like we have a limit to how much money we have, right? <laughs> yes. And so if you run up to the limit, there are issues that, that come about. And so you have to make the choices about how you spend that time. Yes. Um, so uh, I love the idea of the friend call. Um, I, I have, this isn't really related to wellness. I, I suppose it's related to networking. Um, I landed my chief compliance officer job talking to a stranger on the 703 train. Um, we were buddies. He had little kids. I had a little kid. He's now on Keepwood's board, by the way. Yeah, of course um, he is, <laughs> as he should be. Alan Deitch. Um, but, you know, we, I'll ask him if I have to go downtown, and I'll say, hey, um, are you going to be on the 703 today? Because I have a Google Analytics report that I would love to run by, because he's our technology expert on our board. Nice. So we have that 703 train, and we use it as, like, a, a meeting time. Now, he also happens to be a friend, and this is not in any way related to your question, but um, just how you kind of use that time to build your relationships. But networking is wellness overall. 
has a couple of aspects. One, there's all of this research out there that says have the connections, build the strong relationships. Two, the idea that with anything that is a wellness habit, you have to do it on a recurring basis over time to see positive benefits. That's where we tell people to budget in that deliberate networking time. And to just think about, people say I have no time to network. That's like saying, you're saying I have no time to build relationships. That's a pretty ridiculous concept. But if you're not taking that time, then, I mean, it sounds to, we're all building relationships, whether you're creating a positive or negative from it. That's interesting. Like, I feel like, even if I haven't made that effort, somebody is walking away with an opinion of me. Sure. Following a conversation. Yeah. So, I know I'm going to be, in your case, like you're sitting on the 703, right? Yeah. Like, I know I'm going to be at various different places, so why not take advantage of that opportunity and build that into the process? It just seems like it's a far better alternative. It is, and we always say that networking is the building and maintaining of meaningful relationships. Yes. And it's that meaningful piece, and anything meaningful takes time. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and I love the fact that you hit on much like friendships, and I'll ask you about that in just a moment, but that, that it takes that continual effort. Like, it, it, you know, it's hard, whether you're talking about your um, your your friends that are in your local, we do a local supper club, I see them once a month, you know, or whether it's your friends in your sorority or your friends across the country, if you don't very intentionally make that outreach, a year has passed and you are no longer in tune with what's making their world work and how you enhance that and how you add to it. So I will ask you as a natural bridge, talk to me about networking as friendship because we do a lot. You know, our platform in AOPI is to inspire ambition, but it is truly sisterhood for a lifetime. That is what our founders envisioned, that it extended beyond four years. So obviously the friendship element immediately stuck out to me. I have it in big, bold, red underline on my screen here. Um, talk to me about networking as friendship. So when you told me on the phone <clears throat> that this topic resonated for you, I was giddy. I was just so excited. Um, <laughs> You know, we've learned as a company, and I've learned personally, that there are a lot of misconceptions just about what networking is, right? That it's salesy, that it's smarmy, that it's only professional. There are just a lot of these mis... It's a word that doesn't always have the most positive of connotations. And another theme that has bubbled up is, well, I'm really good at professional networking, but on the personal side, I'm not so good at it. And I would challenge people to just break down that personal versus professional wall. I'll give you an example. So uh, two nights ago, I just moved into a new building and there was a social gathering for residents. And I was tired and it was late and my daughter needed to go to bed, but I went down. I didn't bring my phone and I didn't bring business cards. Who, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just going downstairs <laughs> to a place where right. you moved. Exactly. <laughs> And so I went down and I met a couple of the other residents and they both happened to work at large companies and they were both interested in Keep With right away and one of them's involved in a professional association and I may have sold three projects inadvertently just going down. And so I went upstairs quickly and got the business cards and the notebooks. Um, but I say that because if I had gone to that event just thinking, oh, this is personal, I wouldn't have been as open to that connection. Similarly, when you have these friendships and you really establish them, your friends have your back. They will do whatever it takes. It's a very positive relationship. And so whether you are tapping a friend to say, hey, this really interesting parenting issue came up and I've never dealt with this. You have a kid four years older than me. Did you guys see this? Or, hey, I'd really like to speak at that conference next year. And I know you spoke there last year. 
or I know your sorority sister is the event planner, whatever it is. Um, so the concept of friendship and the, the meaningful nature of friendship is so important. Um, but I think it's really key that we kind of dispel that whole personal versus professional. Um, and one of the things I'm so excited about doing anything with AOPI, as a Bryn Mawr alum, I know the power of an alumni association. Yes. And I have seen on social media, for example, where a Bryn Mawr alum will say, I'm hiring for a job, and I, I really want to hire a Bryn Mawr alum. Yes. Right? And so you have that common identity. And so just thinking about the power of an all-women's alumni association and how friendship and bonds and connections happen. I mean, it just that it's one of, it's one of the 87 million reasons I was really excited to talk to you today. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to talk a little bit more because you, your company doesn't just go in and talk about things. So keep with for those people um, who want to know a little bit more about what they do. I was fascinated by two things that, that you can find within four clicks on your website. And I understand from various different things that, that four clicks is the key if you can get to it in four clicks. Well, I'm excited that you have accomplished greatness. Um, but, but you do two things that I think is amazing. One of them is called schmooze support. Um, and then the other one is called networking as meatballs. And as someone who eats a lot, I live to eat, basically, eat to live, all of those good things wrapped up in one. I wish you would um, talk to the people listening about what each of those things means. So, um, so excited. I'm going to start with meatballs because we just (laughs) talked about wellness and life is about balance. Um, I would say meatballs also foster wellness. Um, So funny, there's also an alumni association connection to this. Um, A very good friend of mine who actually, now that I think about it, there's a big wellness component. She uh, is a fellow Bryn Mawr alum, uh, Kate Sally. And Hi, lives, Kate. Hey, Kate. You're <laughs> going to be excited to get this mention in her husband's got. Um, she lives in Boston, and we are workout text accountability buddies. So we're both alumni, and we both get up at ridiculous 30 on certain mornings of the week yes. to go exercise. And she will text me and say, hey, are you up? I'm up. And I will text her and say, hey, I'm up, and I'm dressed, and I'm going to spin class. So we ha- we're workout accountability buddies. That's one level of our relationship. I love this. We also both went to Bryn Mawr. We wanted that accountability. Um, however, um, I knew from being her friend that she and her husband, Scott, host these monthly meatball dinners. And so what they do, this is networking at its finest, every month on Facebook, they post a note that says, hey, we're doing another dinner. The first 10 people to respond get to come to this month's meatball, they call it. Kids can come, grown-ups can come. Stop it. They do meatballs, uh, I think pasta, salad, and then they do something for allergen, for al- people with allergies, and vegetarians. As someone gluten-free, I love this. They totally do. <laughs> for the record, I would be one of the ten. Excellent. Kate, you should totally, totally uh, extend the invite. Um, so uh, so that's what they, they've done over 50 of these. Wow. And they, sit, they have people over and sit around the table and, um, you know, the conversations that they've had. And they apparently – so – Hearing about this, I wanted to write an article, and I've yet to go to a meatball, but I'm committing on this podcast that in 2020, I will make it to Boston for a meatball. Yes. Um, and so I interviewed her husband, she and her husband, about the whole experience and how they do it. And they they do it every month. That's amazing. And I have presented about this uh, to audiences before, and one 
participant said that he was going to do a monthly barbecue dinner. It could be a monthly fill in the blank. Like anything. Whatever your thing is. If it's book club, wine club, you know, gardening, whatever. um, Pick the kind of food. Gluten-free pasta club. Whatever. (laughs) Well, we had a book club once, but it turned into a wine club, so I don't know what happened. Well, if it's monthly and regularly recurring. um, So that is, networking is meatballs. The idea is, and we'll be talking about this more in 22, in 2020 as well. Food can bring people together. Like if you share a meal with somebody, that's a really great way to establish a connection. Um, and so I think that's what part of this article was getting at, and it's something we want to explore more. Well, and, and I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm not sure why that is true, but it always seems like people come together over food, whether it's a cup of coffee and a snack at the neighborhood coffee shop, whether it is around a table in someone's home. But it does always seem like food creates a connection that otherwise does not exist it's you know it's it's interesting and there i mean you can you just see the connections and the magic that happens around a meal um so yeah there's a lot of fun that to be had there so talk to me about schmooze support. Okay. Because this is a fun word. <laughs> like yes. I like to say the word schmooze, but I'm not sure that that's not another one of those words that's sort of off the beaten path that people need to know what they can do with it. So the idea behind schmooze support, and if it's okay for to, me, to mention a movie, if you envision Will Smith's character in Hitch, that behind the scenes making connections. Now that's a if romantic context. If it's not okay, context. I don't know it, so I'm going to say no one can fault us for it. Perfect. Um, but... You know, schmooze support, you've all been to an event where, you know, maybe you don't know anybody. Maybe you are at an event and you get kind of commandeered and you have to speak to somebody there that you've intended to meet, right? Well, if I'm there doing schmooze support, then I identify that and I say, can I borrow you for a second? And then we kind of go get to the person. Or maybe you're standing there by yourself because you're an introvert and you're still an undergrad and you're not quite comfortable speaking at a conference, right? So schmooze support is basically how to add that networking magic, for lack of a better word, at what could be an annual meeting that might be feeling a little stodgy. Or maybe people don't know each other yet. Or maybe you have a whole bunch of young college students attending something with some very seasoned professionals. Whatever it is, it's really just assisting attendees at events. It could be a dinner. It could be you have a really key client dinner with eight of your most important clients, and so we come to just kind of, in the very behind-the-scenes background way, to make conversation, to schmooze. Yep, That's schmooze amazing. support. Because sometimes, especially at larger events or corporate events, or people feel really res- for whatever reason, um, it can feel uncomfortable, or you know, you just so it's just really helping the networking connecting of the dots to happen. Well, as someone who is an introvert. Despite the fact that I do love all things social, I do, at the end of that moment or event or day, have to sort of regroup and take a breath and then replenish all of the things for the next event to come. I love the idea of that. Um, So now I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot, and I don't mean to, but we are moving into the end of 2019, and people will start getting ready to make all of the resolutions, much like you said, we think a lot about wellness and all of the things we want to do. If there was one thing you would say, because sometimes I think people get really overwhelmed with new ideas, whether whether it's the type of workout they'll be doing at the gym or whether it's a new life plan, if there was one thing you would say in 2020 to be better at creating these connections, what would you recommend that people take with them? 
I'm going to give you two, and then okay. you can decide if you want to edit one out. I won't edit um, anything. No, absolutely. <laughs> so, two is even better. <laughs> the first would be to just have a consciousness about relationships. You know, be open to when you're online at the grocery store or you're ordering your coffee from your barista, whatever it is. Just be aware. You know, out in the world, be aware of the relationships and the possibilities of relationships. You never know who you're going to meet. It's true. Um, And if we are on our gadgets or we're busy the holidays and we have to travel and presents, it's a really crazy time. But just having a general sense of cognizance about the people around you. That's not, no one has to make a list. There's no bulleted, you know, there's no bucket <laughs> lists suggested there. It's just be conscious and open to those relationships. And the second thing I would say is to ask open-ended questions. Oh, I like that. Because oftentimes people, as I'm talking about myself in this interview, people will speak so much about themselves, but ask open-ended questions. Um, I connected with somebody in my life this morning who's very important to me, and there's something going on with her that's a challenge. And it's a pretty big challenge. And all I did was ask more questions. And um, so I would say, you know, be conscious of the relationships around you and the possible relationships. Look at who's on the 703 train with you. They might get you your first chief compliance officer job or go to your building (laughs) social and you may sell a project. So be conscious of relationships and ask open-ended questions. I love both of those things because if it weren't for the fact that um, our my sorority sister and our mutual friend Rissa Redden had, who also sits on your board, she does. Yes, she does. If it had not been for that openness of conversation and that awareness of the opportunities, we wouldn't be seated in this room today. Um, So, Megan. Tell me where people can find more information about you and the things that your company does. Sure. So our website is www.keepwith.com. That's K-E-E-P-W-I-T-H. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at at keepwithnetworking. Um, And on our website, if you go to our publications page, you can see videos and articles uh, that we've written. I love all of these things. And for those of you who can hear the clicking of the camera in the background, um, there is a wonderful photographer who has worked with us in this shared space in a library in Chicago um, to be able to make this happen. And I can't wait to share pictures of this. Megan, thank you for taking time out of your schedule today. I cannot wait to see what happens next for you and for Keep With. And I can't wait to see how I am a part of it after this conversation. And to our listeners, I hope you have enjoyed our Coffee Talk today. If you have a question for future episodes, email me at coffeetalkama at icloud.com. And as always, thanks for listening.